we're taking on this venture to brainstorm innovative ideas so that these ideas might someday become new companies. It's important to us that these ideas are always in line with our values. And for us, the values that encompass all others will be transparency. Uh, and this uh, fixes a number of problems faced by companies like ethics, accountability, content creation, and innovation. So the first two problems are clear by recording our meetings and posting them to the public our words and actions are subject to scrutiny. But for the last two problems, content creation and innovation are why we're hopeful that this venture will be successful. Recording this, these innovative conversations immediately creates content for strategic use on every platform. Building an engaged audience from these recordings will allow us to leverage the skills and knowledge of a wide range of people. By incentivizing engagement with these meetings, we'll essentially create a giant think tank. We will be able to utilize the power of markets for decision making, collect new innovative ideas, and have an endless supply of participants eager to join profitable projects. Step one of this venture is to simply record our weekly innovation meetings. So here's some background on who you'll be hearing on these meetings. Everyone on this call works together at Uptown Creation, a lead generation agency startup my name is Austin Sabella and I'm the CFO. I joined Uptown in early 2019 after spending two years as a CPA at Deloitte. Before that, I was a co-founder of an education-based nonprofit. Entrepreneurship and problem solving have always been passions of mine. So joining Uptown Creation team, Uptown Creation's team was the exact experience I was craving after leaving the corporate world. I'm grateful to the team for indulging this new business idea and I'm excited about the opportunity to build it. So now I'll let everyone introduce themselves and then we'll be done with the scripted stuff for the foreseeable future. Whew. All right, guys. We may have to uh, re-record that. <laughs> I mean, any of, if that's going to be like an intro eventually, like we can splice stuff up as much as we need to, you know. So. I thought it was beautiful, honestly. But nice. yes, it was good. Anyway. Uh, yeah, y'all want to run through and introduce yourselves? Yeah, I can go. Uh, so my name is Erin Quinlan. I'm a consultant with Uptown Creation. I joined the team in the middle of 2019. Uh, I work with clients every day to help them optimize their Instagram profiles, their posting schedule, um, the content that they are posting, the look of their profile, all that good stuff to, um, uh, to make their profiles convert, essentially. So I really love working with this team, and I'm excited to see where everything goes. Awesome. Yeah, I'll go, I'll go next and we'll save Connor for last. <laughs> um, so yeah, my name is Heather. I am a sales rep here. I actually started working with Uptown um, in September of 2018 part-time and then I came on full-time with them um, in April of 2019. So it's been a great, uh, you know, change of pace for me as well. I know for a lot of us, we kind of had other jobs. And so it's been awesome working with um, Chris and Connor and the rest of the team just learning and um, as Connor says living the freedom lifestyle and that's I think a lot of what brings us here together so I'll leave the the rest to Connor. In the elevator. Oh, good morning. Innovation is everything right? We are solving problems of the next level. What? Connor, your video quality is so bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. 
They don't need video as long as they can hear. Okay. Um, but yeah, co-founder and CEO of Time Creation. Main reason to get in is the freedom lifestyle, like we talked about. That's, that's all I have, man. Do you want Chris to do his intro? <laughs> yeah, we have another team member who is unable to make this call because pharmacy school right now, and he's on rotations. He'll be on later calls. All right. Well, we got that out of the way. <laughs> we can always like slice and put a new intro at the beginning of this if we need to. <laughs> or not, you know. <laughs> yeah, that'd be funny. It depends on who we're trying to attract to watch these. Yeah, that's true. I think having a cool, upbeat, fast pace intro, 10 to 15 seconds is like gonna get viewership. Otherwise, it can be like more dry if it's like current clients are going to be watching it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I thought that like with these, we don't really get an opportunity to talk about things non-social media related uh, or just any other ideas we have. And I don't even know what we're going to talk about today. And I do. As a rule of thumb, keep it like, we'll probably keep these to like a half hour and then every week we'll just meet and see what happens. Just, yeah. I think where we started, guys, is, is what are the biggest problems right now in the world? I mean, from Australia fires to World War III to uh, cybersecurity being the number one threat in 2020. There's a lot to talk about. Shit that we all love and enjoy. Innovation or Innovation allows companies to scale that normally wouldn't be able to. Austin, what are you excited for out of those three topics? Yeah, I think that where we're going to be able to do some good and also create businesses is any project focused around like community building uh, because we have the platform and experience, like platforms and experience like free to our disposal uh, and we're able to like build a bunch of different like organizations and projects and like get people excited about things. So yeah, I think uh, definitely we want to talk, uh, like do good in the world. So however that comes, we'll, we'll see. But yeah, I think we're probably gonna start off with like small projects. So anyway, yeah, I'm always down to discuss like anything though. Yeah, pick a, pick a topic, Austin. Um, so Australia fires or World War III <laughs> or to, to lead in with, I was thinking like we were going to make, uh, like what Aaron and I were talking about this weekend was making a book club but for TV shows called Binge and people can just like watch a TV show together and like talk about it the next week. <laughs> so I thought like that was going to be the base level, but like we went, right into Australian fires. I think we should. I think that's like the point. I think like, I mean, it's a good idea to talk about like ideas that are a little more fully formed, but I think I would want to like kind of what Connor was trying to get at, I think is trying to stay away like too much from like just pitching ideas, like pitching like fully formed ideas and like more like brainstorming. And I, I think like current topics is a good place to start with that because like, it. it's the flow of ideas more than just like a polished like here's what I'm thinking it's like collaborative more yeah 
I think that's definitely a great, great way to do it. Um, I know that a lot, Chris and I, we take, we take a good amount of late calls together to, you know, since his schedule doesn't get off till like God knows when. And like oftentimes after we're done with what we need to get done, we end up talking about just like kind of stuff that, you know, I think is like applicable to this meeting. Like last night we ended up a little bit talking about just like, healthcare and how like there's so many openings for um business opportunities there and there's like healthcare is like such a big industry but they're lacking in so many ways especially things like communication and just um there's just a lot of room for like the little guy to come in and take over so i i feel that that could be something that we can touch up on as well at some point um but yeah that there's obviously a lot of time like it's a pretty big field, so definitely. Yeah. Healthcare is definitely uh, the most frustrating thing for me. Like anything to do with insurance or having to fill out the form every time you go in anywhere. And I know there's security protocol where you can't share information between different doctors or something like that. How do you uh, feel about HIPAA, Austin? <laughs> How do you feel about it? He hates it for like no reason. I don't know if I fully understand it, but I, I know I'm certain that you don't. <laughs> but it's my punching bag when I want to complain about healthcare. Goddamn HIPAA. All right. All right. Connor, um, remember us. Oh, gosh. I just don't know what the solution is. So, what, what is all this funding for? Australian fires even go to, right? Yeah, I've watched the movies, I've watched the documentaries. There's only so much water you can drop from an airplane or helicopter. Like what is the hundred million plus raised going towards? Yeah, probably rebuilding. They haven't put the fires out, so it's still burning shit. Yeah. <laughs> Little yeah. countries on fire. Maybe like relocation too. I don't know. Yeah. You know, like relocation of, of people who are still there. How are they putting the fires out? Like, I know that that shit costs a lot of money. It costs a lot of money just for, like, all the equipment and stuff they use. Because don't they, don't they, like, fly planes over it and stuff? And like, mm-hmm. Yeah, and they have a lot of people on the ground. I think to stop them, they try to, uh, like, cut off, like, a couple miles in advance of the fire. Like, whether it's, like, a controlled burn or, like, come down or... Because they know they, they can't stop the current fire, but they can, like sometimes stop like the end point of it like eliminate like any future trees <laughs> in the path but i have no idea <laughs> wow i love it here so to, to focus the conversation too what, what do you guys think in the next 10 years is is the most critical or important industry to better for like the the quality of humanity uh, healthcare, I'd probably say. Yeah, I think I agree with that. <laughs> yeah, but then if you ask Chris, Chris goes, "It's not healthcare's fault; it's the insurance company's fault." Everyone finally blamed. I don't think yeah. it's the insurance company's fault necessarily. There's a lot of shit that's like really messed up with it now. Just the way yeah. the system's set up, right? Yeah, I mean, all the way from the fact that you know doctors get sued like on average like it like four or five times in their career and like so now they're having to do a bunch of you know dumb shit like they they can't see 
Uh, they can't even give like proper advice to patients sometimes because they just have to go the safer route almost. And so it's like the fact that we have like the smartest doctors in the world, but they're like, just like, oh crap, like I got to be careful because of, you know, I might get sued if I say something like this. And so there's just like a ton of stuff that goes, you know, starting there's, I mean, there's a lot of areas that can be improved, honestly, but yeah, they're just, um, definitely I would say just the overall system needs to get a kick in the ass. What do you guys think? Yeah, I agree. I think insurance companies definitely play a role, but I mean, on both sides of the aisle, like there's a lack of political change too, you know, like we're so gridlocked, like, I don't want to get political here, but you know, on these calls too much, but like, we are so gridlocked and there's just no agreement to the point where like, there isn't like, you know, big, um, structural change. So, um, like whatever that means, I don't know, but like, it's kind of just like, we're going forward with a status quo and pretending, I mean, no one thinks it's okay, but no one can agree on really like how it would need to change on a political level. Just because like, if it is the insurance company's fault, well, in my mind, that's like, um, you know, that's because of the markets and because of capitalism. So like if the government needs to step in or get out, like either way, you know, more, I don't know, but um, there isn't any like change on that level either at like this point, like something needs to be overhauled, I think like, otherwise it's just gonna keep going like it's going and no one really likes that. Like no one thinks, yeah, like American healthcare, <laughs> awesome, you know? So like, which in my mind means something's gotta change, so. Yeah, definitely. Has there been any news from uh, like that company, like Jeff Bezos and uh, Warren Buffett was was starting to like solve healthcare? Apparently, did you, did you hear about that? Yeah, dude, they're they're actually fucking it up like pretty pretty hard. Uh, I mean, that's just my opinion, I guess. But like, you know, like one of the things they're doing is they're like. Um, I, from a business standpoint, I guess it's great. Right. But like they're, they're causing some hiccups in the system, but they're doing things like buying these like huge buildings where they'll host like, um, it'll be a bunch of de like dentists, doctors, pharmacists, like every, it's like one building you go to, you can do everything. So it's super convenient for the consumer, which is why they're doing it. It's a lot of money for them, but it sucks, uh, on the, when you look a little bit deeper into it, cause then they're taking away things because they're like, all right, doctors, instead of seeing you know, 15 patients a day, you're going to see 70. So now you only, you don't get, I've been in and out of the hospitals quite a bit in my life, especially with my back. And one of the things I've learned is that people only give you like five minutes of their time. Like I go in to see a specialist. I waited three hours to see this guy. He comes in. He's like, yeah, sorry, we can't do anything. Got to get, I'm like, five, I literally get five minutes, you know? So then I, go see like some small town guy. Oh, he's not even ranked that good. And all of a sudden he gives me 40 minutes of his time. And that was way more valuable than, you know, what I would get in five minutes. And so like, that's what's happening with these people on that level, putting out automating pharmacists. Cause I mean, like they're kind of, you know, just counting the drugs and putting them in the bottle, not to take a stab at you, Chris, but like, not you know, that's, that's a lot of what retail pharmacy is. It's only like, why do that? Why not just have a machine that, dispenses and then have one pharmacist instead of 10 just like make sure that it's the right amount so just like mm -hmm. it's disrupting pretty hard and i don't know if it's necessarily in the best way but um yeah that's just that's how i feel about that interesting is it uh it's a for-profit company right mm -hmm. 
feel like the, the values just can't be aligned if they're trying to solve a problem there and they're also trying to make money. I don't know. <laughs> is, is it just for their employees at this point? Because I know that's um, how they were like starting it out. But I mean, if they're eventually going to be for profit, like it probably, you know, it would need to expand. Yeah, I think I'm not sure where it's at right now, but I know that was like the, the vision I went to go see someone at, um, a speaker that came into the University of Iowa talked about it. He's like kind of on the front lines battling right now. And he was like looking for support and stuff. And um, it was just crazy like listening to him talk about it and how it's affected pharmacists like all over. And uh, so now, yeah, that's why also people like Chris are doing 10 other things outside of just retail pharmacy because that is at pretty hard jeopardy. Um, yeah, definitely. So good for us. <laughs> Yeah. Where are you at? I would love to chime in, guys, but I do not know shit about healthcare. Luckily, I haven't had to use a whole lot of it yet in my life. That day's coming, though. <laughs> hopefully not. Yeah, hopefully what am I most excited soon. for? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Sounded like, like, or so. You sounded like it was like imminent. <laughs> like, that day's coming soon. Yeah, <laughs> too much time in the retirement home. Um, that could also be a good conversation for today's meeting or for the next innovation meeting. This is the best ways or most effective ways to volunteer, to give back to a community. That'd be a good conversation. That'd be um, great, yeah. But I love to talk space. I want to talk innovation. <laughs> to me, the biggest problems are being solved by the, the biggest innovators. So um, with everything going on at SpaceX to Tesla's model car just being the exact body from Elon's Moyer's mission, what are your guys' thoughts? What do you guys think makes the most sense for first step in space exploration? Probably space tourism, because that's doable. And have they done it yet? I feel like they've done some private flights already. Like Blue Origin, uh, I think that will increase the investment in it. And just uh, you need investment in it in order to, is, there's no technolo technological barriers that prevent us from going to Mars right now, really. We can do it, I bet. It's just money. Um, obviously, there's more innovations to make, I'm sure. But like, yeah. It's how do we live on Mars? Yeah, <laughs> with limited oxygen, and how do we get all the resources there too to actually well, live? Because you don't come back right now. Do yeah. you guys want to live on Mars? No, I don't want to live on Mars. I wouldn't want to be the first people on Mars. Sure. That would be like all right. It's like the modern day Christopher Columbus, though. Yeah, you will go down in the history books, but uh, he was probably yeah. super lonely though. Yeah, that's, that's a pretty <laughs> shitty life. Well, he had a boat full of other sick people, yeah, though, too, I'm pretty sure. Hundreds yeah, of people. Yeah, that sounds really fun. <laughs> Bunch of people suffering from scurvy, trying to go to India, ended up here, and now he's crushing it in the history books. So we could definitely do that with Mars if you were. <laughs> he's doing some pushback now. He, he basically lost his holiday. Yeah. <laughs> people stay now is right the right thing to do yeah 
Connor, how do you feel about Mars and SpaceX and all of that? This is how I feel of Mars. You just keep working it and eventually you'll make it there. No. I think it's a must, right? Because it's it's the backup plan. It's we're fucking this world up, this earth, this one rock. And at this rate, there's no way we're gonna be able to fix it in time. And there's still a small chance, but what's the next level? It's taking humanity to the next closest planet that we can hopefully live on. And so I think the technology is already there with the Falcon 9. Um, and the reason, the other reason I love space is just because I got to see one of the launches in Cape Canaveral. Um, but yeah, over the next five years, there's gonna be a lot of people doing like the space tourism, but really that's not even space hypothetically, right? That's just high orbit. So it's just beyond satellites. Um, and that'd be another fun conversation, honestly. Uh, the satellite warfare that's going on right now between like, China, Russia, and America up in the clouds. But yeah, of course. not to get on a new topic, but I love innovation. Yeah. What do you guys think the biggest challenge is right now? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's why space tourism makes sense because it gets people invested in it for another reason besides just like a couple science, not a couple scientists, but people like studying obscure things in a lab, which like a lot of times end up being really important or a lot of the space travel, like exploratory space travel that we've done is important. But if people can't see like how it would affect them day to day or, um, you know, kind of another reason to invest in it beyond just like scientific exploration. Um, I think there's always going to be a lack of funding there. So um, giving it, you know, kind of bringing it to the people more is, is, um, important seems like the way to go there's a lot of pushback validly that there's um, more that there's better ways to invest your money rich like if you compare like bill gates to jeff bezos like the gates foundation is doing a lot of good in the world currently and hard you can actually they're providing they've saved millions of lives um but like with space travel like you could argue that that should be reinvested into current problems but so that's going to be pushed back on it which yeah, tough argument <laughs> definitely like what with, with what connor was saying like one could argue well what if we just invested everything that we were doing in space in climate change instead you know and i don't think that's the answer, but someone could argue that um, at this point, like the, the issue of climate change just isn't moving fast enough to, you know, to really solve anything. So we need to invest in something else, which is what Connor was getting at. But, but right, there's always going to be like a question about allocation of resources of like, you know, the, our current, current location versus like what could be. I heard that they're, uh, they're fixing the, uh, the floating trash pile in the ocean. There's one company, not the name of it, but he has these boats that go out and it's able to like scoop up all the trash and it puts it onto like uh, a shipping crate and then it sends it back and recycles it. And it's going to be profitable too because uh, they're turning it into like shoes and other like, like they're like turning it into products that they're going to sell and like the products are going to have value because like of the meaning behind it and all that. So, yeah. 
I think I heard it on a podcast. Like it could be like within 10 years, like that trash pile is gone if they get enough funding. So my, in my, in the town that my parents live in, they have this factory that takes plastic bags and turns them into like park benches. I don't know. It's super cool. So my parents save all their plastic bags and then just like every once in a while, like take them, take them to this place and they, they turn them into park benches. That is awesome. Yeah. How many plastic bottles does it take? Oh, plastic bags. Plastic bags. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. That's a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure how many it takes, but I'm sure it's a ton, So, which there's no shortage of. So. <laughs> yeah. Wow. In Dallas, do they, if you go to a grocery store or any store, do they give out plastic bags? They yeah. do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like it would be kind or of. Do they tough charge to you extra for it? No. Oh. Okay. Because that's coming. No. They, yeah, you. they should. Yeah. It's coming. <laughs> They'll charge you extra for a bag. Yeah. That's cool. And I think it's smart. Like it forces you to use reusable. In Dallas, they, like, I guess it's like a Texas law that you have to, if you buy alcohol over the counter, you have, they have to, like, put it in a bag for you. Like, one time I was buying a bottle of wine, and I'm like, oh, I don't need the bag, you know, like, save the bag. And they're like, no, like, we have to put it in. And I'm like, that's so frustrating that that's, like, a waste of a bag every time. Then. But we have the, we bring our own when we go shopping. Mm -hmm. You guys are very environmentally friendly. I like that. I didn't know that about you, Austin. Uh, I'm not the best. I really do uh, the things that don't inconvenience my life. So I definitely could do a lot more. <laughs> like they don't have recycling in our building or anything like that. Hmm. It's pretty fair. It's it's kind of a. It's hard to go out of your way sometimes, like Aaron said, when it doesn't impact you day to day right. mm -hmm. it's like hard to see the bigger picture which is for sure like i've ditched plastic water bottles for the most part so nice nice yeah that's good yeah here's the here's his water bottle right here not using it <laughs> <Wait later. laughs> so uh we hit the half hour mark yeah we probably got a couple how long's the recording can i see I don't know if it tells me how long I've been recording for, but because I know we started a few minutes late. Yeah, do you guys want to try and make these just like a half hour every morning? Every Wednesday? Every, every morning? Not every morning. It's very early. I'm sorry. Um, it's 8 o'clock. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that early. <laughs> yeah, I'm very down for whatever. Cool. Kind of we'll, uh, pump in the air and he's like, screw it up. I'll do these every day. <laughs> and strong body, stronger mind, right? Hopefully. Yeah. yeah. I like it. Sweet. Hell yeah, guys. Well, this definitely got my mind working, growing. Start the morning. It'll get more. It'll get more structured and it'll start to find its groove yeah exactly i uh I think it's naturally gonna find its groove right we don't need to push it too much you know it'll it'll happen i think it was like it could just be fun yeah definitely and i heard uh i think it might have been like joe rogan or something like the first podcasts are just destined to be once you accept that like so you gotta start something 
Yeah, definitely. Definitely. You gotta like feel out the rhythm and stuff. You know, like four people in here, it's a different dynamic. I haven't really done anything like this. It's usually two people. So it's just like, it's cool because there's more people that fill in the gaps, but also sometimes like when you have an idea, it's like, oh crap, there's like four other people talking. I can't just talk the whole time. But uh, yeah, no, it's cool. I like it. I, I had a, I, had, I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Do it more often. Yeah. Next week, same time. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. I don't think next week I'll be able to join. We can uh, just because I found out last night that we fly back. So we fly out tomorrow morning, and then we'll fly back Tuesday morning at like eight a.m. So I won't be getting any sleep Monday night. Okay. So it's probably best I don't show up on this. But who knows? Maybe I'll be delirious and have the artificial energy and hop on. Dude, that sun, sunrise behind you looks so good. No. I think you need to start recording all your video content in the golden hours in Dallas. Like, I think it was it was like a sign. The sunrise just hit right when we started the recording. It was like coming up. Yeah, it looks awesome. Mm -hmm. Great view. Well, all right, guys. Connor, have a good workout. See you the rest of you at work. All right. Maybe we'll see you guys in a little bit. Right. Talk to you soon. Bye.